Good morning, everybody. It is March 30th, 2022, and the weather is fucked up. The weather is so fucked up. I'm pissed. It was warm. It was in the 60s. I was wearing jeans and t-shirts, and then it was in the 50s, and I was even happier because I got to wear jeans or khaki pants and a sweatshirt and cruise outside in New York City, not freezing cold. And then yesterday and the day before, it dropped down to the 30s, and that was brutal. To That quick shift was brutal. That fucked me. That fucked me. I'm not in a good place because of it. It's too cold. It's too cold. It was especially cold on Monday, yesterday, the day after the the Will Smith slap. That was hard. That was hard to watch. I think that was. I think that was the slap that shook the world. Shook the first for a moment. We could take a break from Ukraine and just guffaw at that instance. Yeah. I don't really want to go into it. I think we're done. I think we've discussed it and we can move on. It doesn't warrant any more discussion. It was a mean joke and then an emotional slap. And, you know, there's probably a whole bunch of shit we don't know between Will, Chris, Jada, Background things, you know, there's a lot of culture involved that we don't know. But I don't think it's right to go up and hit someone. I don't think Chris Rock deserved that. So, that's that's it. I'm not going to go into it. I have many takes. I have tons of hot takes. I have so many hot takes on this matter, but I think we've had enough. I don't think we need to discuss it any further. I feel guilt right now. I'm feeling guilty because I, um, you know, I work at the yoga studio down the street. Every Sunday, I get there early and open up the studio, turn on the lights, put the little sign out, the little chalkboard sign that says, Welcome to the Shala, turn on the air purifiers, turn on the little iPad, get it set up, ready for check-in, and I light the altar. You know, there's a little Buddha lying down with flowers and candles, and I light the altar, and I realize that I pocketed the lighter from the shala. It's just an old habit of pocketing lighters from all my smoking days. But I pocketed the lighter from the shala. And the lighter says good vibes on it. And it's like kind of a hippie. It has like mushrooms growing and psychedelic colors of blue, brown, yellow, magenta and green and orange just melting into each other so i pocketed an altar lighter which i feel guilty about but uh 
hope I'm going to return it on my next session. But still, you know, it's not it's not nice to pocket an, a lighter from the altar. It's not a nice thing to do. So I feel a little guilt, but I'm going to I'm going to rectify my wrong. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think a yogi mindset would be like, "Hey, you know things happen." As long as you return it. Maybe I'll return it and bring an extra lighter. And that will that will cover the interest of the time when they were down the good vibes lighter. They have a lot of matches, so they can light the candles with the matches. There's no there is an incense holder at the altar that um not everybody well my the teacher I go to one teacher but she doesn't burn incense during class but to start on Sunday mornings I just burn a little incense I just burn just a teensy bit of incense just to but I don't go full I don't do the full stick I just get a little bit going <laughs> you know just to bless the room a little bit I um so for some reason when my uh, when my California driver's license gets got renewed sometime in my twenties, they didn't change the photograph. So up until being a thirty year old, I had a picture of me when I was fifteen and a half, and I look nothing like that guy, nothing like that sweet beautiful boy. You know, I've lived hard. The life experiences and the choices I've made have gone to my face. I don't look anything like the guy other than dark skin, long brown hair. So, you know, but I'd still use it. And bouncers and airport security people and the like would always look at me and be like, really? But they always let me through. They're like, really? What the fuck? And then I'm in New York. And then my ID expires. But I don't drive. I don't drive. I don't go anywhere. So, and I have a passport if I want to travel. So I was just using an expired ID to get into bars and everywhere. And no one checked. No one saw. But it was just an incredibly useless ID. So then my girlfriend was like, you need, you need, you need to get that replaced. You need to. And she was right. I want to be able to drive a car to go surfing and all that. But administrative tasks provoke such anxiety in me. For some reason I get, it's like panic. I experience incredible fear when I have to do administrative tasks. I get scared. Maybe it's a fear of failure. Maybe I don't want to be embarrassed because I'm not good at them. Maybe it's it's just my brain. It like makes it forces my brain to like work in a different way, and that gets scary. I don't know why. I don't know the true source. Maybe I was bullied and picked on and made fun of when I tried to be responsible as a young man, doing responsible tasks by my 
family members, by my uncles. And so I'm embarrassed. Whatever it is, doing administrative bureaucratic tasks, I, I avoid. I put them off. So she made me an appointment. Which was nice. I appreciated that. Because I wasn't going to fucking make an appointment. There's no fucking way I'm going to make. I'm going to use that expired ID until they throw me in jail. Until they throw me in the fucking can. There's no fucking way I'm making an appointment. Mm-mm. I bought a new computer because I was afraid my old one's going to break. Still haven't opened it. It's been like a month. It's sitting in a box. It would probably take 10 minutes to set up. But the change, the change to my system would cause me too much fear. Same thing with these lights. I bought lights to take photographs of my paintings with. Been in a box for a month. Haven't even taken the lights out. It's too scary. I have to just put an hour in my schedule for administrative bureaucratic tasks. I have to do it. I must. I must make this change. So anyways, I go to the DMV. And it's, you know, it's typical big government, big brother. You go in, you get a ticket, and then there's a computerized voice that goes, ticket number Three zero three nine at window eighteen. Ticket number four six two five at window twenty seven. So you're just sitting there on edge because you don't want to miss your number. Because if you miss your number, I think you're fucked. I mean, there's no one. Everyone there would just be like, "Hey, it's not my problem." But it was clean. It was nice, and you know, it's nice to be. I like places where it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor or where you come from or what color of your skin is. Everybody's got to go through it. You got to see everybody together. No one's bigger than the DMV. The DMV is God, you know, and the rest of us doesn't matter if you're doesn't matter if you're Kanye West or just a guy who works the cashier at Big Five Sports. You got to go to the DMV. So I like it in there. I like those places where I like the places where everyone goes to ground zero. And, you know, I get my number called and I have all the necessary correct documents and they make me read the sign to see if my vision's good. And I'm getting close. I got all the letters right, but they were a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy, but I got them all right. But I know that eventually I'm going to need glasses. Not anytime soon. See, my lawyer brain just there was like, don't admit you have fuzzy fuzzy vision there, David, because then if you get in an accident in the future, they could pull this for evidence and say that your your vision was fuzzy when you were looking at the, the letters. That was the thought that just went through my head. So I had to correct it and to say that it wasn't that fuzzy, but I can foresee in the reasonable future that I may need glasses like any person, not imminent. I got all the letters right. 
the point is, the point is, is that in the in the getting the new New York license, they make you take a new picture, and then at the end, they take your old license, and they don't give it back to you. So that picture of me when I was fifteen and a half, and that ID that I've had all my life, got taken in New York City, and I was thinking like, "Wow, what a that's like a that's like a short story somewhere like that's symbolism like." A guy living in New York. He moved here. And he has this past self that he's holding on to. You know? And that's symbolized by the ID. This picture of him. Even though he looks nothing like that. He's holding on to this past self. And then sometime, this time in New York. Something in his journey, he lets go of the past self, and that's symbolized by New York taking the ID. That's what I thought. I was like, that's a nice short story symbol, because that's what they do in short stories. They communicate the journey through symbolism. So I was like, oh, that's a symbol, an old ID that you keep using until you get it replaced, and then you're able to move on from that past self. So that was nice. I'm not totally sure if that is what's going on with me right now I don't I don't I think probably it is but it's not like a story where it's a simple narrative like the guy was afraid of confrontation and then through the journey he goes through he gets the strength to confront somebody and then, you know, he's changed, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's, I'm just more of an, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker now. I got the New York ID with the updated picture. There's no longer that old California relic of youth I'm carrying around. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I would argue that's fucking, that's fucking interesting. It's fucking interesting. I don't know what to tell you. It's fucking interesting. I'm seeing a friend tonight from home. From well, not from home, but from California. And he hits me up and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to be in New York for this week. Let me let me uh, you know, maybe we can meet up." I said, "Great. I'm going to I'm available these two nights that I'm out of town." He says, "Okay, great. Well, yeah, none of those should work." And then this week, I'm like, all right, I got to plan my week. So I hit him up. I'm saying, hey, which day do you want to do? He said, let's do this time. I said, great. See you. See you. I could see you then. And then he hit me up being like, hey, man, da 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 today or yesterday about hanging today. I said, yeah, man, I can meet you at 8. He's like, all right, keep me posted. I could meet sooner. And I said, well, I can't because I have. I have yoga, but you want to go to yoga, and he's like, oh, man, that sounds dope. Yeah, just, like, keep me posted. Let me know, and I'm like, enough with this keep me posted bullshit. Enough with it. Don't don't be a plan juggler. Don't be a fucking plan juggler. Make a plan. Stick to it, you know. Don't be a plan juggler. 
he's just one of those people that's friends with everybody and just wants to like fit everybody in. Tucker, 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 Mr. Politician. And I love him. I love him for it. And I'd say all this to his face. And I may say it to his face later tonight. I'm like, there's no keeping you posted. There's no playing it by ear. You want to see me, you make a plan. You make a fucking plan. So I told him, I was like, my plan. I was like, there's no, I texted him and I said, there's no keeping you posted. There is no keeping you posted. I'm going to yoga at 6.30 to 7.45 or whatever. Vinyasa 2-3 with Dominic, this new teacher that came recommended to me. Not a new teacher, but a a new teacher for me. And then I'll see you at 8. And don't be so, well, you, we'll play it by ear. There's no fucking playing it by ear. There's no playing it by ear. I'm not on vacation. I live here. You know, I work from home. I, ha- I must live a structured life. If I don't live a structured life, everything goes to shit. When you work for yourself, you have to implement your own structure. So, so that's the deal. Um, I've started painting with oil paints, but I have to stop because the toxins. Like I, li- I live where I paint, and the toxins are too strong, and I get they get, they make me high in a weird way, and then I start to worry that Moisha, my cat, is going to die, and I have panic attacks. Um, not a panic attack, but I get really scared. The, 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 the oil paints are just too strong. Then I have to get out of the house. And then Bush doesn't like it when I get that way. So it's just a mess. So it's just a mess. So, so that's the story. So I have to stop painting with oils, which is sad, but it's, it will, it just will force me to delve deeper in how to, Break open acrylics to make them more blendy and smooth, you know, smooshy. But I did make some good paintings yesterday. Yesterday I made some good paintings. A lot of time good work comes out of frustration. Like, you'll be working on, you'll be working on something, and then you get pissed off, and then through that anger you're like, fuck it, and then cool shit emerges, and you're like, god damn it. That's the process. It's like you work, you work, you work, and then the universe is like, oh, okay, you've put in enough work. Here, we'll, we'll, flood, we'll flood the channel. And they do it. They flood the channel, and you get some good paintings. And then hopefully you can sell them for some money because that's the fun. That's the fun. That's the fun, and I'm not going to be ashamed to say it. That is the fun. Slanging paintings for top dollar. It's good shit. So, if you want a painting, let me know. I got paintings. I got paintings on paintings on paintings on paintings on paintings. So many paintings. Tons of paintings. Made it to 20 today. That's the goal. It's tough doing these. It's tough doing these. But what if you did these to a gigantic audience? You know, how cool would that be? That's why I keep going, to just keep the keep the muscle going in case a huge audience comes, you know? 
then you got to do it for the big audience. But frankly, I really value doing it for the small audience. That's the thing. Even the people who listen, I'm so grateful to. And sometimes there's random new people every week and it touches them and it makes them feel good. And you're like, all right, this is, I'm providing value to some people. And that means a lot to me. So there you go. I'm very grateful for everyone who listens. It touches my fucking heart. Touches my fucking heart.